There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. What's up, everybody? This is the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast coming at you lively recorded. Uh, you can follow us at, at MFFLs. I am Don Denham. I'm your host. You can follow me at Don underscore Denham, D-E-N-H-A-M, like the pants, but spelled differently. Joining me on the pod, we got at Reddit Mavs himself. We've got Ruben. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. You know, it's a Saturday morning, you know, just hanging out. Uh, lurking in the shadows, waiting to correct me when I inevitably mess up some statistic that we don't care about. Grant, what is up, my friend? He's on mute, lurking. He's on mute. <laughs> <laughs> that is all right. Anyways, so you'll he'll, he'll be chiming in with a couple of things. So uh, it's been an exciting week for Maverick Nerd Twitter. Um, which is very much what we represent. We absolutely, uh, I think everybody just re-fell in love with the team this week, thanks to the bubble content. Uh, we are a couple of days away from seeing live basketball. I, I guess a couple of weeks, but either way, like it's seeing just practice footage is bringing a, you know, a small tear to my eye. The video that brought the house down uh, amongst Mavs Twitter has to be the Maxi and Dwight DJ session. God, it was too good. At first, I'm just like, okay, they're just dancing. But once they got to the shot of just every one of the Mavs, just like in their own little cubby holes, it looks like they were just like dancing in cubicles. And I lost it. It was too good. Dwight and Maxi and like Bobon have been like the three guys who have been just posting things like and I know like Dwight obviously hasn't been to a barber in the last couple months because he has this big <laughs> afro now but looking like Mr. Satan from Dragon Ball you know and apparently that, that was Dwight's entire idea was to just re- record themselves doing a, a DJ set uh, with the team obviously social distancing which is very good it's always it's a good message to send out you know just please stay with it please stay six feet apart from everybody um, for those first couple of days, um, it was fun, dude. Like I posted it. I know the Mavs uh, official Twitter posted it. I know it went rounds, dude. It went through ESPN, Bleacher Report, like all the big, you know, Yahoo went through all the big, um, the big outlets. It got to the point where Maxi had to talk about it um, at a scrum. I guess I, I think a digital scrum. I don't know. I don't think there's too many people, too many uh, reporters out there right now, you know. But um, you know, talking about he was like, yeah, it was. It was, you know, Dwight's idea, and it's just so much fun to see them having fun. Beyond that, though, I mean, the guy who's been the MVP of the bubble in terms of the content has to be Boban Marjanovic. No question. Because holy shit, dude. <laughs> in NBA Twitter, Boban is, like, king. He's the guy that everybody wants to see, like, do good stuff. And he's hilarious because he doesn't take himself very seriously. Um, I know me and Grant were on a call with – we were on a Zoom call with uh, Skin Wade and uh, with um, – I believe it was like the North Dallas Chamber of Commerce. He was kind of talking about how like Boban never takes himself seriously. Um, he's ready to go, has no ego. 
which I mean, you can see in these videos when Boban and Tobias Harris, because everybody knows they've been on like 40 teams together at this point, um, you know, kind of reconnected, social distancing, you know, reconnected, kind of just talking shit to each other, talking about how, you know, Boban has new friends now. And, you know, Boban's like, no, like, you're still my friend. Like, it was a very much like a, a dude bro relationship um, it feels very similar to uh, like to put like kind of a wrestling comp to it it's like since they're trying to be a little bit more family friendly they're like one of one of the storylines at one point i'm gonna mess it up but it's like one guy was the other person's best friend but he became so clingy that they ended up having a wrestling match over it <laughs> and like i remember at one point in the pay-per-view i you know me not knowing any of these characters but like at one point he just yells you are never my best friend and i think that boban is just the epitome of the nba's baby face like he's just so goofy and likable yeah. and he but he also he plays into that so much i mean uh, aside from the fact that let's face it he looks like something that walked out of middle earth like he he would be <laughs> not out of place uh swinging a broadsword at an orc and i think he owns it and i think for someone that is just so gigantic to be so lovable and goofy whether it's him peeking his head off the top of a a, a roofless jeep or him and luca making the the disney channel sign uh in their video uh that was priceless what was there was one video it was just luca practicing but you're just hearing bobon in the back Ooh, <laughs> just like it's like, very <laughs> deep cheering him on very deep voice just cheering him on that the video the, the disney channel video is literally one of the best things i have ever seen um <laughs> because i remember thinking about i remember th- i think i made a tweet about it like a month ago saying like i wish they'll do that and i was like there's no way they're gonna do it because it's a serious thing like they're trying to get ready for the season but when you think about these guys you guys have been quarantined what in that in those hotel rooms for like 48 hours they haven't had anything to do even when they're not practicing like there's still a lot of, a lot of downtime i'm sure like the mavs content people which shout out to them because they have been upping it you know especially oh. during the quarantine especially during like all this I will say um, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pleasantly surprised because I thought you know okay they're gonna go into this bubble and the only thing we're gonna get is like rumor mill stuff and just shots of guys in practice you know and just a guys taking pictures of their food which yeah. I, I know some <laughs> people have done that already but I think that it's fun that you know the Mavs you know they're playing with the fact that they're like all right you know we can broadcast it and have fun with this. Hey guys, there's going to be a quick ad read from our friend Don. I hope you enjoy it. What's up, fellow Mavs fans? This is Don. I just wanted to let you know there's no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer have all resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. Do you need more? Of course you want more, but you know what? Bet Online has more. They have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers. Now, get, check this out. Bet Online also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag today. Another highlight is Lucas' trick shot off the ceiling. 
it's just to me my like i i can't understand the physics of it and all i can think of is the michael jordan uh larry bird old mcdonald's commercial where they're yes horse and that's that's just i i think probably playing with luca or maybe lebron that that's got to be the two like hardest horse players uh in in the league just trick shot or trick shot just I also think that Luca wouldn't be out of place in like dude perfect, you know, where he's just like long snapping a basketball, you know, full court off the wall, hits a pigeon, goes in. Like, and he's just like, I timed this once because in Slovenia I hit the pigeon and it went like, I don't know, like this is all, of course, speculative. I don't think he would ever hurt an animal. He's just too pure. <laughs> He's so pure. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, so there's um, uh, assistant coach uh, Daryl Armstrong. Uh, <laughs> you know, reacting to the video, <laughs> reacting to the video, shouting from his from his room in the hotel. Dude, I think it was Maxine. I think there was some. There had to be. I think it might have been Luca or Boma or somebody. And he's just, oh, that was really awesome. Haha. <laughs> like next time, do it with like R and B. Like now, what R and B song would the Mavs pick? I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think, like, because oh, R&B to me hasn't been popular since like the '90s to me, sure. anyway. But I think it had to be something like "Voice to Men" or something. That, that's exactly what I was thinking. I I could see Bo Bond screaming at the top of his lungs, like "I'm in love with you if you want me to." Yeah, but but like <laughs> just something like Bo that. Voice. Just something so silly, dude. I like. I think it's all make love to you, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Grant, I mean, there's also check me on that. Don't franchise him on that. <laughs> <laughs> there's also the, um, you know, I mean, like, it's kind of cool, like, see even like Tim Hardaway Jr., who I know his social media presence is like very, he's very like cool kid with everything. Um, you know, he had a, I think he had a post this morning on on Instagram of him with uh, another NBA player, and they're just Michigan connection. You can see like they're laughing together with with their mask on you can tell they're laughing though that's good like at least like everybody it seems like is having fun one way or another you know i, I still to me still the 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 highlight of this week has been the maxi and, D, and dwight powell dj episode totally. still so great to me yeah it's uh it's quality stuff it's definitely stuff that uh serves a better visual medium than it does an audio medium but it's worth mentioning it's yeah so please cool. look those up i you actually guys had a buddy of mine message me in like sharing mav stuff he's not even that big of a basketball fan he's like dude i think you're a fan of easily the most likable team in the nba and i'm hard pressed to disagree with him <laughs> yeah i mean like i think you know having off court you know chemistry is very very paramount and this is they're stuck together for like the next however many months. So, you know, like they're just going to have to get along or find, you know, the good thing is that it already seemed like they did. And I think that is really good for us as a team. It's really good for us as, as fans. So it'll so be what good. What you're saying is that they're brothers and they At have this a special point, bond. Band of brothers, yeah. basically. <laughs> the other, so there's one uh, Twitter account that I definitely want to highlight. Sure. I'll screenshot or like screen record like these things. And I'm like, dude, this is such a chore for me, but there are people out there who have DM'd me and they're like, I don't have Instagram, so thank you for posting these or thank you for retweeting whoever, whoever's posted these. You're doing if God's work, else, Ruben. Yeah, but so there's an account on there called at NBA Bubble Life. And what they have been doing for the past, I think, couple of days, they've only been a, a, an account for three days. They've been screen recording, sharing everything that every like, most of the players have been putting out there. Um, 
You'll see stuff from uh, from Hassan Whiteside. You'll see stuff from um, they have some really nice stuff from like Raptors players. Uh, basically, just whoever. I think they're they're aggregating everything. So if I miss something or if someone else from Mavs Twitter missed something, more than likely they'll have it. It's just it's all it's been crazy good content this entire week. And again, like I even wrote I wrote again plugging the website an article over this. You know, just kind of you know, hey, it's gonna be really good for us. It's gonna be really good for us as fans and everything. And uh, it's just been good. So I'm really excited to kind of see like what else happens. I'm really excited to see whenever like KP gets on the action of doing just like doing really silly shit with his teammates. So he's already a pretty goofy guy. I mean, so far, I don't know if there's anyone that's just dead serious on this team aside from Carlisle. Carlisle to me is like, the yeah. guy, like he's like the commissioner in the buddy cop movie. Like you're flying off the handle. I'm, I'm headed up to here with you guys. But he still like does it in like this lovingly, just dad-like manner. Um, I did see a picture of him in the mask on in practice, uh, Rick Carlisle. And I just forget how lanky that dude is. And it's just yeah, like, dude. God, he looks like Slender Man with a mask on. It is the bald just, head and everything. Just absolutely. <laughs> and it's just like, oh yeah, this guy used to play professional basketball. Of course he did, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> you forget about it because like when you see just like the the guys in suits long enough and there's like you know they're smaller than the players they're usually hunched over like the older guys and just i mean obviously him getting destroyed by michael jordan in the last dance doc didn't uh, hurt help anything but no, it didn't. Uh, i do love that uh his response to that was like i'm surprised they found footage of me playing uh which is just ultimately yeah uh, the perfect response to that uh so uh, speaking of kp uh, we had the, I don't know if they're the, the most entertaining, but certainly the loudest voices at ESPN, uh, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman uh, had some interesting things to say. Grant, what is it that they said about KP? Brush us uh, so I don't remember the tweet word for word, but it was something along the lines of he has, uh, he's MVP and Defensive Player of the Year potential. So my question for y'all is, I, I thought of six dudes, including KP. My question for y'all is, who are the other five? Okay. God. I think Giannis. Do you have this, do you have this written out somewhere? Uh, in my brain. Okay. I know. I, I got it. <laughs> so, no. The, the short answer is no. Well, uh, I can only think of AD, and that's about it, dude. Like, AD, Giannis, Giannis, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Okay, wait. Give me a second. Uh, There's two more. Ha- has LeBron? LeBron? Le- or- I wouldn't say LeBron is – ever go and win a defense player of the year again definitely should have won a few a couple sure. but not uh, uh not anymore and i'm gonna do a C- i'm gonna do a ccr uh bam out of bayou i i mean i would love that i i don't know if he's uh that's, <laughs> a, that's a good MVP. one i don't know about mvp though Probably. the last one was Embiid. so oh, it was, okay. was Embiid, Kawhi, Giannis, ad kp and there's a fifth there's a sixth but Notice, notice he didn't say cat in there. Why not? Uh, um, <laughs> I don't think cat has ever heard the word defense in his life, especially, in his life. especially in his life as a uh, Minnesota Timberwolf. He just, he, he just sees a guy with a fence, uh, a fe- like, you know, with a fence. Uh, exactly. The only D he sees is, is D low and neither of them play defense. So I don't know. How it's D low and they have low D that makes sense. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, this was really interesting. Kind of like, because again, I think, you know, these guys are talking heads. Obviously, like they're basically playing roles. I love. The, I've watched a couple. I've watched a couple of clips just because I think it's funny seeing Stephen A. call Max Max Kellerman the entire time. Like, 
he calls Max Kellerman for everything. Like, never just calls him by his first or last name, just calls him Max Kellerman. Obviously, I think that Kellerman is kind of saying this to see if he can get a rise out of Stephen A. Totally. Um, but I believe, you know, I, especially, I know Grant here. Grant is, like, the biggest proponent of, like, if anything were to happen, it was just KP, like, we'd be fine. <laughs> like, you know? No, we would. He's, he plays both sides. He always plays both sides so he can come out on top. But, I mean, like, so the other thing that they said was that, you know, Kellerman was saying how between Luca and KP, there's going to be at least one championship minimum. Like, there has to be at least one, um, which I agree with. I think one's disappointing. I would say that, disappointing. Like, I'm disappointed that I would ever agree with Max Kellerman. That's where right? I'm, hey. I know. Because <laughs> he's, he's usually the, the, the flamethrower. I think Stephen A. Smith, as much as he's been the, you know, guy that's just going to have the napalm takes – and he just over-enunciates everyone's name, you know, Rostonasterovich. Like, his whole <laughs> bit is just this. Like, that's why he says Max Kellerman so all the time. He never calls him Max because he gets paid by the syllable. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he has to say, <laughs> Max Kellerman, and then continue with whatever point he's saying. I will say I like Stephen A. more. He seems to actually – not only is he an entertainer, but he seems to, he does back up some of what he says yeah. with at least some basketball insight. Max Kellerman to me is just, he's just a talking head. I, I, yeah. Stephen A definitely has, is comes from basketball background. Yeah. Max Kellerman's all theatrics, but I mean, and I like him better at the, around the horn. I like him better than Skip Bayless. I love how, how like heartbroken Skip Bayless is that Kevin Durant doesn't like him. It's just like, yeah, bud. <laughs> Turns out if you shit on a dude for like five years, they stop, they stop taking you seriously. Yeah. I love Stephen A's reaction where he just like, it was just a pause and he's like, maybe. And that's it. Literally that was the entire, the entire like uh, transaction. I mean, I, I do agree that one championship, like that should be a given, you know, especially if we, the guys that we will bring in or the guys, you know, guys we draft whoever, the guys who we bring in for agency, like, because we have to build around these two guys. I do agree that if Luca wasn't here, I think K- a KP could be MVP candidate. Like, no, like no worries about that. You know, like you've yeah. seen what he you've seen what he does when Luca isn't playing. Like he puts the numbers. Twenty five you know? and eleven in February. I think Skin said his last fifteen games he put up twenty five and eleven with two blocks. Yeah, There's so not not a lot of people in the league do that. Exactly. So I just yeah, I agree with that. I know it was just a. I know there's no like sports that they care about on right now. Like I know Stephen A and Max don't care about EPL or soccer in general, probably, you know, they're just trying to think of anything to talk about at this point. And, but it's a good topic discussion. It's a good topic starter, you know, a discussion for us and whoever else wants to talk about this. So I think with KP, the one in like the MVP, like not, I would, or the possibility of him becoming an MVP uh, makes the most sense if it with Luca being out Luca is the number one usage percentage guy mm-hmm. in the league and so that's just bound to go up if he's just not on the floor not to say that Luca's taking away from Chris I you know Luca is showing to be uh, not only a game changer but just people are just not knowing how to work with him and he's just he's two years in man it's it's really interesting like that he understands the geography or i'm sorry the geometry of the game i was gonna say geography uh he he knows exactly where minnesota is uh (laughs) he i think what's what's cool about watching luca is seeing him not necessarily move faster than anybody on the court but just 
intentionally moved to get the defense to move one way. And then he throws a pass to someone that I just, in real time, I don't see how he sees that, you know, it's just understanding where everybody is. And, you know, KP obviously benefits from that. Uh, But yeah, KP, I mean, still, I mean, hell, he made the Knicks relevant for two years, which is not, I mean, hell, Carmelo couldn't do that. Come at me, Knicks fans. Um, I'm actually going to come at you. Melo made the Knicks plenty relevant for two years. Yeah, but on how many shots? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Enough uh, $122 million worth. (laughs) All of them. Got it. Cool. So let's see. So the last bit of news that we have this week is – Something that's very, very important. Uh, you know, this is more of a serious topic, but things going on in the world right now with police brutality, Black Lives Matter, um, just everything crazy is going on right now. Um, you know, the NBA has given teams a chance to kind of pick, you know, what they want on the back of their jerseys if they want to do that. Um, I know some people have done, you know, like education reform and stuff like that. Um, the one that the Mavs went with is the entire team decided to go with equality. Now, the cool thing about this is that the Mavs decided that for specific players, they're going to go with what equality is, uh, what, what equality translates to in their native language. So KP is going to go Latvian, uh, Luca is going to go Slovenian, uh, JJ is going to go Spanish. It's going to be really cool to kind of see that uh, Maxi is going German, obviously. And I think Boban originally was going to go Serbian, but he decided he liked the way it looked in English more. So he's going to go with the English version of it. And these are going to be really cool. I believe what's happening is that those jerseys are going to be, um, they're going to be auctioned off um, to uh, whoever wants them. And that pro- the proceeds of that are going to go towards, you know, um, organizations that work with uh, reforming uh, certain aspects of our culture towards uh, other organizations that do Black Lives Matter um, movement stuff, you know, so... I think this is really important and I like, I know for some people it may seem a little light just to go, just to go with equality, but because how multicultural our team is, I think it's a good message um, because we do have guys from Europe. We have guys from America. We have people who are African-American. We have people who are white, even like staff wise, you know, like it just, there's so many different like cultures and races and nationalities in this particular team where I think doing that as a group is good because I feel like I'm sure everybody had a say in what they want to go with. This is really good for me. I think it's good for the teams. It's good for the league. This also, this also adds on to the whole, the Mavs are the, like the most lovable guys right now. So, you know. Well, and I like to think that uh, I like the the thought of the, you know, them auctioning off uh, the jerseys for charity and for going towards organizations uh, that are going to help the cause rather than just being lip service. Um, I agree. I think the Mavericks have always been a, uh, a pioneer in diversity uh, amongst their, their rosters specifically. Um, I mean, they've been kind of a Euro hub for a while, but I mean, but in addition to that, you know, what was it? Satnam Singh was the first uh, Indian player uh, mm-hmm. drafted. I want to say it wasn't Wang Juju was the first Chinese player, but it was some, something uh, along those lines. I mean, like we've, we've had definitely, I mean, even with this current roster, I think it's cool that with the guys that we have on the roster, a lot of them aren't really having to really don't have a lot of skin in the game, if you will, as far as, 
the racial equality they've I mean since we have so many Europeans in here but I love that they are getting engaged and showing solidarity with them all saying you know the same message whilst you know showing their own you know heritage and their their own backgrounds the the amount of diverse voices speaking together I think is a really powerful symbol right now so I mean that's kind of that's kind of all the news we've had this week though guys so you know so now we're going to get into we're going to go to something a little more light and we are going to get into questions. Right on. So, Grant, if you want to join in, you can obviously join in. It does not matter to me. Love you either way. But um, first question comes from Mavs Network. And I like this one a lot because actually I know some of this stuff actually. Um, do you guys have any local urban legends from your hometowns? I'm going to go first. I'm originally from Garland, Texas. Um, Really well known for being the opening scene of Zombieland, being uh, the basis for King of the Hill. I think we also, I think uh, a Duke Nukem was made in the game. Duke Nukem was made here in Garland. Cool. Yeah, I know I hated that fucking game, but <laughs> what? I, didn't, yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know. Dude. I didn't really like it. But it anyway, like, in, in, at the time, it was just a crappier Doom with just yeah, chins of tits. It was yeah, just... it is, yeah, yeah. Uh, the so. also the voice of Duke Nukem. <laughs> Who is the Whatever. voice of Duke, Duke yeah, the I don't voice? know who the voice was, and I can't repeat most of what he says, but <laughs> it's very good. It's very I will fun. say Duke Nukem is probably the first thing to be canceled if he got released. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so the only – so the urban legends that I know is that um, Lakeview High School is uh, known as Suicide High School because I think in the 60s and 70s, they had like 10 or 15 suicides there, you know, from, from oh. high school kids. I remember when you said we were going to get lighter. I know, but you know. So. No, let's keep talking about teen suicide. Let's, uh, let's, let's brighten this up a bit more. So there's that. Uh, there's also the uh, there's also the legend of uh, Smiley's Grave. So Smiley's Grave is in, it's actually in, uh, in Garland, there's a road called Centerville. And in Centerville, there's a, there's a, there's a cemetery there. Apparently, like the guy died. I think he got, died because of a tornado or something like in the 1920s or something like that. And apparently, like, if you lay down on his... Uh, on his grave, you'll feel like the pressure of like someone holding you down. I've never done it. Uh, I've had friends who claim to have done it, but I don't believe them because, you know, like we're all in high school and everybody lies in high school. Those are two that I know from my hometown. So I don't know about you guys. I'll do it. You'll do it. You'll be the you'll be the brave one to take that. Yeah, I'll do it. When when quarantine's over, we'll do this live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. I, I don't have any urban legend. I mean, like the only urban legend that I remember participating in in like middle school was like, you know, like Bloody Mary, whatever, where you oh, see yeah. it three times like in a bathroom in the dark or something or other. Um, but uh, after looking at the Plano Star Courier, this was, uh, this was uh, Beware of the Goatman. Uh, urban legends passed down through generations of Planoites. With its rich history and diverse population, this is already false. This is talking yeah, about I was about to say, I say that's plain. Um, <laughs> from Goatman's Bridge to a spooky interurban passenger and a friendly ghost named Jonathan, Planoites, not Planoans, not Planoites. Yeah, enjoyed <laughs> resurrecting popular urban legends. Anyways, well, I'm not going to read the rest of this because it's all false. But <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm from a small town. I don't even know if y'all know this. I'm from a small town, about 800 people, called Blooming Grove. And I don't think there was any urban legends. But um, before I was born, I think it was before I was born or right when I was born, my grandmother lived in uh, 
Gatesville, where the uh, the women's prison is. And okay. apparently it's super haunted. She lived like right next door to it. Apparently it's super haunted. And the person the the person who murdered Selena, Selina, whatever. That's Selena, she, I hate. I hate. Apparently that. she apparently she uh, is there right now. Probably still. Good. But apparently she was right next door. So I don't know. Uh, and apparently that place is super duper haunted. Oh, that's crazy though, man. I think haunting. I think hauntings are cool. I do believe in ghosts. So, I always I always thought of hauntings as like basically just any time of like an intense like emotion. I know this is totally yeah. what our pod is is hoops and hefeweizens. Oh, by the <laughs> way, here's what I think about what ghosts are. <laughs> um, but like anytime like obviously like i remember like anytime there was like a very traumatic like thing it's just kind of like a feedback loop of like the same intense emotion just kind of happening in yeah. space so like it could be where there was a fight or someone died or whatever where a spirit is just kind of replaying the same thing yeah. uh, i rarely think of them as something that is like oh it's coming here like it's you know whether it's like the same kid like playing you know what i mean yeah. and just like knocking stuff over that's how i've been able to kind of wrap my brain around like what a ghost is rather yeah. than like unless we're talking demon possession that's like a whole different <laughs> thing where it's like a demon's there just to make your life worse and it follows you and uh we'll dive further into that in our demons episode of i know <laughs> um, well, next okay, question let's... please before i start next question okay next question comes from our good buddy tim Tim Beamer, who isn't on this weekend because he is, he's busy, he has to do something else, I don't know. So he asks, how do we feel about the Elam ending? Um, after watching the All-Star game and watching a lot of uh, TBT this week, I'm getting hooked. Should this be a viable option for the G League going forward? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so if you guys don't know what the Elam ending, they used to get what happens, and th- they kind of did it for the uh, for the All-Star game this this now this year basically so basically what happens this is actually invented by a by a guy named nick elam from ball state university which is actually one of my alumni basically what happens is that the game clock is turned off at the first whistle um with up to four minutes remaining the teams then then play to a target score with the shot clock still enforced when the first team the first team to meet or exceed the target score wins and there's no overtime they implemented this because obviously trying to get rid of uh intentional fouls and just like the la- those last like two or three minutes at a game the game's over guys like they're probably not going to come back like let's just end this um i like it a lot just because you know it's uh it's just it's, i liked i like the way they did it at the all-star game um for the g league i think that'd be really cool doing it um the g league is a good time to a good place to just like get weird with it and do like weird weird really weird rules that won't quite affect the NBA level. I'd even like this at the NBA level for some things, you know, like I'd like it for like, if we, if we did, I know Grant shaking his head, like if we did like the actual tournament stuff, like, you know, like they've been talking about forever. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that'd be a good time just to do that. I don't know. That's just for me though. I think for me, like the Elam ending should be for anything that is not like basically any exhibition game of any sort i'm for it you know or any okay. i sh- it shouldn't be anything of any consequence like i would hate for a playoff game to be decided eliming ending like to me the last shot is always going to be exciting in a playoff game which is kind of what the eliminating kind of gets rid of you know since you're going for that target score you're more waiting for the inevitable to happen rather than like the endless possibilities of like that last second shot happening and also playoff games i think are entertaining enough to where i'm not we, we rarely see the 
intentional foul thing happening too often in playoff games. You know, that's usually just kind of like, I'm yeah. seeing that more regular season uh, than anything else. Now for the G league, I want them to go like, all right, we're going to, if you get enough fouls, there's now seven people on this team and you have to play with three, like, or <laughs> all right. So you fouled that guy. You now have to dribble with your feet, like <laughs> buck wild on the G league because no one's watching. So I think it's one where it's like, okay, if you have three technical flat fouls, you can only shoot whilst hula hooping. Like, let's just make it <laughs> really weird. Yeah. Let's throw an extra basketball in the game for the team that's losing. Like, let's see. And that one's worth four points. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> basically, I want it to be a scorekeeper's nightmare is what I want the G League to be. We're just like, oh, sh- uh, so they have like the six-sided basketball and uh <laughs> six sided best this guy shot it left-handed so it's worth an extra decimal point oh god damn it <laughs> like that's that's what i want um that's what the g league should be because it's not really being used as a developmental league so this should be where you're using it to experiment with terminant or terminant terminant with terminal nope <laughs> that ain't happening <laughs> tournaments god uh <laughs> with uh, it just different formats is where the g league should be experimenting with it i mean like now they're doing like with the new prospects that are coming in aren't they doing like a kind of an all-star team that's not like a, a an nba like official team like it's not like the legends it's like there's like an yeah. additional like g league all-stars basically and that's where they're snagging guys from going to china um i can't I have no idea yeah. it's where uh, it's they're using that team i think it's going to be portland's g league team so technically it is still a g league team oh is but it? it's going to be like it's going to be better than all the rest in the sense of it's where all the the guys who are going straight from high school not going to college and then all the uh all the euro all the guys who went european pros and then came over that's what they're all going to be doing but uh do not do not touch basketball like in a sense of the game, like it's fine the way it is. If you want a shortened season, shortened season. You want play in tournament. If you want all that, that's fine. But the forty-eight minutes on the court does not need to change at all. All right, and because Tim isn't here, I'll do what he does every week and say Andre Drummond is bad. Okay, Andre Drummond has uh, exercised <laughs> his player option, and he will be back in a Cleveland Cavaliers uniform hey, next year. It is the first time Andre Drummond has exercised. So. Just <laughs> Sorry, Grant. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Okay. Next, next question comes from James, our good friend James. Um, this is absolutely a bit, and I don't know where it's from. I know you guys do, but uh, what is your spaghetti policy here? So, if anyone wants to explain, that only makes this, sense if you say it in a Charlie Day voice. What's your spaghetti policy here? Holy shit, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. This is obviously a, an always sunny <laughs> in Philadelphia bit. So um, my spaghetti policy is uh, I don't prefer meatballs. I'll go with the meat sauce. And mm. if I have the option, I'm going to go chicken spaghetti because uh, done right, it is superior to chicken Alfredo. Uh, I'll definitely, my spaghetti policy is, so I, I grew up eating it with like the meat sauce. I don't like the meat sauce anymore. So I just, with the regular sauce. With Parmesan cheese. You, you, you should go marinara. Sh- yeah, a shit ton of Parmesan cheese. Ugh. <laughs> what about Sorry. you, opinions. Uh, marinara. Anyway, um, <laughs> ch- if chicken spaghetti can be done right, 
Don is honestly correct that that is the way to go. But if we're just talking regular, regular, regular spaghetti, it's all about it's all about the meatballs. All right. And not yes. marinara sauce. What? What? How? What? Who made your spaghetti, my man? Bro, my family. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> marinara sauce. Anyway, motherfucker. Right. Oh, real, real quick. No, I, I, this is something I need to talk about publicly. So we took my mom out to this Italian spot in Garland. And I won't say the name because it should it should be a place that everyone avoids. Is it Naples? It might be. I don't know. <laughs> um, so what it is, it, I mean, like it was just something. It was in like a strip mall. The only reason she wanted to go was because it was bring your own wine, which is hilarious. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I know where you're talking. I think I know what you're talking about. This is this is where it went from pretty bad to holy shit! I can't believe they're serving this. Is uh, so they, you know, they give you a house salad, and they're like, "Hey, yeah. would you like that?" I was like, "Cool." It's like, "What dressings do you guys have?" And then it says like, uh, "Italian vinaigrette." I'm like, "Perfect, that that's fine." Or t- it was a tomato vinaigrette. Sorry, and they dead ass served me cold ass marinara sauce to put on a salad. Oh, that sucks. I have asked any friend of mine that has an Italian last name. Any, I was like, has this ever happened? Like, I was like, this can't be. Oh, this can't be legal. Like, I wanted to report them immediately, but it was the grossest. Like, the only time cold marinara should be in the say on like on a plate at all is if you have like steaming hot breadsticks or like maybe like cheese or something. But yeah, cold marinara sauce on a salad oh. is. Uh, that's yeah, gross. that sounds it's, disgusting. It's a slide against God. <laughs> All right, next question because I'm getting hungry. Sure. <laughs> next question. Uh, we go to Lane. Lane asks, if you could switch two movie characters, which switch would be which lead to the craziest slash best movie? Oh man. Okay. So Clint Eastwood and Space Jam. And then Michael Jordan and uh, whatever Clint Eastwood Dirty movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I came up with just now. Just, <laughs> just like Michael Jordan, be like it became personal and just like <laughs> shooting somebody. <laughs> yeah, I think I could see Michael Jordan in a in a uh, like Western cop, cop yeah. flying off the handle, like dirty Harry. Like, <laughs> listen here, punk, make that shot. Like, I could see it, um, but I mean, like, consequently, seeing Clint Eastwood teaching Yosemite Sam how to shoot a forty-five better. Um, somehow that gets into win basketball. I don't know. I could also just see that just being a much more violent movie. Um, <laughs> Space Jam has a dark, dark Tarantino-esque feel of the 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 aliens invade and they're yeah. only they're not, they don't even discuss with them. They just start firing. And uh, I have not thought this answer out, but I'm liking what's going. So the one I was thinking of right now would be um, I would just want to see like RoboCop put in like a seth rogan film like one of his funnier ones he's having Ro- seth rogan like in robocop world um, i'm i'm sorry i got you pregnant just like, <laughs> just like some some buckle i would definitely get high for that you know? um, so i mean that's, that's my choice would be. in sausage party oh no dude absolutely not like <laughs> I saw the movie one time and I was like, never again. Yeah, it's like, that was never again. I was just like, oh, so I just watched Food Fornicate. Well, yeah, that's terrible. About to, yeah, I guess I don't need to ever <laughs> see that or mention it again. But I did it in public. Grant, do you have any good movie swap characters? 
I've only seen like ten movies, so Would, so no. Give me give me one of those ten. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, all of them are basically all three of the cars and all like seven of the Spider Mans. Okay, let's put. Okay. Ida McQueen. Hey, hey, how about we just swap Spider Man for uh, St- what's McQueen? What's the Lightning McQueen? Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen put Spider Man there. It's just gonna <laughs> <run out. laughs> now seeing a car swing around <laughs> New York City. Um, uh, cartoon cars with that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's all CGI. It all works. All right. He wants to go fast. <laughs> all right, let's go. Okay. Next one. So we have uh, Grace. Our good friend Grace asked two questions okay. because she's so supportive of us. Yes. Grace's first question says, is my boyfriend's boyfriend's question. That's really progressive. What are the NBA scandals that will come from the bubble? I think it's Boban uh, hacking into um, the Disney database and stealing all the Disney dollars. And I think that's the greatest <laughs> Disney dollar heist that ultimately doesn't have any value, so he can't be charged. And he's just like, yeah. Just yeah. Like, you just stole like, you know, nine crates of colored paper. Like none of this <laughs> So my my answer would probably be in a similar vein. So so they're gonna be able to be they're gonna be able to go on like rides and stuff like that while they're here at the bubble. Oh, so so my thing is like, okay, like they're really tall guys. Either not being able to get on, not being able to get on, because they're too tall, or getting stuck because they're too tall. <laughs> so, like, so JJ doesn't get to go on the ride. <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm thinking like the really tall guys. So like Bobon, KP, like all basically all the centers who are there. You know, oh. we're not allowed to go on Space Mountain because, you know, the the get decapitated. The, the thing, yeah, the thing at the top says you can't be taller than like six six. Like, Man. So you think one of them might get Fabioed? Like like Jokic just gets a bird in the face as he's like, <laughs> as he's riding a roller. Coaster. I think that would and I think I think for this for this for this question, like I'm trying to go very not serious because okay, yes. we all know the big scandal if it was like a serious answer. So. Of yeah. <laughs> scandal is just everyone gets sick and it's Yeah, a dude. What about you, Grant? You got anything? Luca winning the game, winning the finals off of hitting it off the ceiling definitely be pretty scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, I wonder if that's against the rules. I wanted to look that up. Surely it's out of bounds. <laughs> They're just like, where was that shot was in orbit? Does it still count? It's like the the semi pro moment where they throw the alley oop up. Yes, <laughs> just checking the rule book frantically. It's like, oh, I've never seen that before. It's a whole new game. Hey guys, we have another ad, couple ad reads to do. So enjoy them. These are from myself and Don. Hey guys, this is Ruben again. Um, you know, there's no shortage of action going on with our partners over at BetOnline.ag. You know, it's great because the sports world is slowing to come back, right? Especially with the NBA. Um, and that's great for us because we are an NBA podcast and more specifically a Dallas Mavericks podcast. Um, but that's not all though. Like at BetOnline.ag, they have UFC, they have boxing, they have NASCAR, which I know Grant is super excited about. And they have international soccer, meaning Bundesliga and EPL happening um, as of right now. And BetOnline has the best odds and lines for these upcoming games and matches. And if you need more, BetOnline, they do simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC games 
and matches uh, happening live every day. Um, and that's mostly for like devout, devout gamblers who, you know, that's something they can check out. Um, and it's cool because BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and they have the best props in the business. So you can visit betonline.ag on your computer, on your tablet, or on your phone, especially while you're listening to this podcast. And if you join now, you can receive a welcome bonus, which is awesome, especially for someone like me who doesn't really do betting yet, but this may be the thing that kind of gets me into it, which is really awesome. Um, So remember, betonline.ag your online wagering experts. Hey guys, let's talk grooming. And if we're talking grooming, we're talking about manscaped.com. Start taking notes because manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. The manscaped lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. My eyes water up just hearing the word tug. The engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new, the improved Lawnmower 3.0. When I say premium, I mean premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes. Last thing you want to be doing is tripping over a cord while you're trimming your bad boys. They're not bad. I don't mean to shame your balls. Don't shame your balls. Shave your balls. And you can shave your balls for 20% off, plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Uh, Let's see. Next question from Grace comes. uh, She asks, is queso cheese? I mean, it's its core component, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I consider it cheese. Now, where is queso inappropriate, like as far as food? Um, like where would it, where would you not welcome queso? On a glizzy. Nowhere. <laughs> I don't know. Queso on a hot dog sounds great. Everything I'm glad you learned works. this. I'm glad you learned the, uh, the terms. <laughs> I, hey man, I can change. I can grow. It's a new world right now, man. You know, if we don't sit back and listen, you know, as people and try to grow better as humans, um, that's really what this whole quarantine's about is building yourself up and learning things like what a glizzy is. And it's just be called the hot dog, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I don't I don't like cheese on hot dogs. So. I'm not really even a big cheese guy, but like I will say queso. Tip like, I think where I get turned off for many food is when they just put the crappy shredded cheese on there that's just kind of like coagulated and just kind of comes in chunks. Yeah. Like, if you put queso on a taco, it's like all right, now it's, it's a little fancier now. Yeah. It's just like the cold hunk of cheese on there it's like no thanks what do you think grant uh cheese belongs everywhere but how much cheese is too much cheese oh my god you guys this every single week i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm vetoing that fucking question <laughs> uh see we have uh rutuge our guy who may who guy who basically inspired our last podcast title and i think that might be something we should look into doing every year every week now just you know having one guy just like or every one person you know be our inspiration for our podcast titles every our week. fans are our inspiration yeah, our listeners are, yeah. like you yeah. who's listening right now <laughs> our inspiration so rutuj hey he had two questions and uh one serious not so serious so the not so serious question is um i want you guys to pronounce equality in slovenian latvian serbian and german 
And I'll, I'll also do Spanish because so Skylar in Dallas made a post, a tweet the other day where it had um, just a Photoshop of what these words are going to look like. <laughs> and um, let's see, um, for uh, Sylvain, it's Eva Compravanost. There's not a, you added a V in there, but that's okay. Oh, really? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Good I think is how, I don't know, how I would pronounce sure. it. Um, that one. Let's see. Um, oh, Chris stops. God damn. Latvian. Okay. <laughs> um, Those umlauts are, are dashes. The dashes. Those are dashes. Okay. Um, they use dashes in Latvian, I've realized. I know Berton's his name has that. Right. Um, it's Vienlizdiba. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's that one. Um Okay, here's a here's German uh, for for Maxi. Um, oh my God, Gleichberechtigung. <laughs> I think Holy it would shit. be Gleichberechtigung. Okay, well that, you, that's yours. Okay, look. <laughs> okay, um, and Tim Hardaway Jr. says equality. Equal- <laughs> equality. But the other one is uh, I couldn't find one for Serbian because I guess because because both ones are using it, but for Spanish, it's igualidad, so. Igualidad, cool. Okay, what do you guys, do you guys want to try? Do you guys want to give your shots? I can't read. Yeah, yeah, Grant's been just listening to audio books since elementary (laughs) school, so, which is what makes him so valuable on a podcast. Um, uh, In not, oh God, in Naco Provence, I would say, nope, Provenost, that's it. Okay. In Naco Provenost. Uh, and then Latvian would be Vien Vienlizva. Nope, Vienliziva. Vienliziva. There we go. And I already did German. Yeah, yeah. German was really good. Yeah, I, I, I took two years of German and I remember nothing. I took oh, three and I remember less. <laughs> I remember nine. There we are. Mm-hmm. All right. So his second question. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Ruchu's second question is um. How can the NBA further bolster the Black Lives Matter movement? By taking it seriously. So, yeah, this is a serious question. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, taking it seriously, like literally list, like listening to what the players are putting because a majority of the league is, you know, they are black. It's very important to kind of to get their input on what, you know, what they feel like the NBA should be doing. I just think like, you know, making sure that those guys, like they have an outlet. They should be allowed to protest before the game. They should be allowed to kneel if they want to, you know, um, whatever, whatever they feel is appropriate for it. Um, you know, uh, this is really serious. It's obviously it's really serious. Like this should not be in the back burner and it's not going to be on the back burner. I don't think the NBA would get a lot of shit if they were like, Hey, like we're censoring you guys, you know, I just think that, I think the NBA just has to listen and they have to let these guys, you know, kind of speak on it when they feel it's appropriate. I, I just think the NBA has been kind of the forerunner when it comes to the professional sports teams. Yeah. One, just valuing their players, but also understanding them as people and not just means to make them money. Yeah. Um, I mean, when people are worried about like the NFL starting, for instance, of like, well, yeah, the NFL doesn't care about the health and safety or the humanity of their players. They're going to play. Um, with the NBA, it's a different question. And I like that basically from the beginning, they're like, yeah, we want this. We understand um the climate that we're in and there are there's business at hand but it's you know it's not business as usual and i think there's the fact that they're acknowledging it and they're giving their players a voice 
Um, I mean, hell, Mark Cuban was out there with protests. You know, our players have been very – all of the players. I mean, like, uh, Jalen Brown might be one of the smartest people uh, in the NBA right now, and he would be my, my pick for doing the Players Association going forward. But he's been an amazing activist. I uh, heard him on, I think, either Zach Lowe or Woj and just – just a well-spoken dude that that is very conscious of certain issues and i mean just the fact that i know that and he's like the nba has given them platforms in order to really speak their mind and you get to really understand these players they realize that that is such an important part of their brand and i just think the nba is doing what it can i mean in addition to just financial support um and running drives and you know doing these these charitable auctions with jerseys things like that uh I mean, I think they're doing pretty damn good job, all things considered, considering like baseball. <laughs> it's just, uh, I won't, won't even get into that. Anyways, um, it's okay. You don't need to pay minor players. To minor uh, players. If you get Bryce Hart on that, he'll go on for hours. <laughs> Grant, do you have any intake on this? Or? Um, it's more just what y'all, what y'all said. Just don't, don't restrict them, basically. Let the players say anything they want and everything they want. And I think I, I heard they were painting Black Lives Matter on the sides of the courts. None of the practice courts have it right now, but I heard that's what they were doing for the game. So as long as I think they keep that up. And uh, also shout out to Jalen Brown. Like uh, Don said, vice president of the Players Association, one of the junior vice presidents of the Players Association. He's 23 years old, but he's one of the, he's always been one of the more educated and well-versed uh, players in the league. So it's nice that he's finally getting attention and love that he deserves for those issues as opposed to how he plays cool man okay so next question comes from ramiro will this season's championship team have an asterisk next to her name in the record book um it shouldn't unless it's the rockets so yeah it, <laughs> I, I, it, no I, I just think that 2020 is going to be the biggest asterisk as a year not even pertaining to any sporting event it's just going to be like Hey, what did you do? Well, I, I I went outside and went for a walk, and they're like, "That's not very important," but it was during 2020. Oh my, good for you, man! Nice, yeah. Like every, like any any task that's been done successfully in 2020 deserves an asterisk for just the increased difficulty of it, yeah. um, including this championship. Like yeah. I would say, an asterisk. It should be an asterisk, an exclamation point, another asterisk. Um, a gold star. A gold, a gold star. star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It should be the the championship emoji. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unless Houston wins it. Yeah, if Houston wins it, it's just it's all a farce. Yeah. Um, none of it's real. It's <laughs> what do you think, Grant? Uh, exactly what you said. This is, I was literally going to say it's it, it. Whoever wins this championship went through more adversity than any other championship year, probably. And uh, unless Houston wins it, it's definitely, it's the opposite of an asterisk. <laughs> Good question. Okay, let's see. Next question comes our friend Jonas. He asks, how would you guys live in the bubble like the players right now? My jump shot would get better. <laughs> That's really, I mean, I'm doing the same thing they're doing. I pretty much just stay at my room, play video games. And but now I'd have access to a gym. <laughs> yeah, it's kind. Of, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I would just be playing video, like kind of what I've been doing. Like, so guys, I'm a teacher, so I get summer off anyway. But this summer is just has basically just been me staying indoors the entire time. But you know, like I would definitely like be able to go run on a hopefully I think I'd be able to run around the court 
get my jump shot off a little bit, um, be able to go work out. I've been doing like, I've been doing like the, the bands, like the elastic band workouts, uh, you know, every couple of days and doing that. But so I think gonna, I got to ask, where is, where's your hot spot? Where's your hot spot on the floor? As far as jump, my hot going? spot, my hot spot is a uh, mid range, right um, left or right side, left or right side. So yeah. That's so where elbows. Yeah. That's exactly where I hit everything at. Yep. So uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I would be doing. You know, just what I'm doing right now, playing video games, talking shit on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Can you have doing, a free doing throw a podcast. your hot spot? Because I think that's the only spot I would have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that little area right there. Could be. No, no jump shots. Just has to be explicitly. A <laughs> <laughs> what about you, uh, Grant? Um, I mean, I already sit at home and play video games all, uh, anyway. So it would be it would be nice to actually play indoors uh, when I hoop too because Texas heat man it's like 95 degrees outside um, and and getting getting five star meals delivered to me um, in my door to my door would not be would not be bad either I, think I would definitely not complain pretty, we're being pretty <laughs> lenient on the star system I've seen some of the pictures of the food like it's five stars like i'm five ten all right like it's well not i mean <laughs> that chicken looks suspect everything else though <laughs> look great and i don't i don't eat meat like that anyway so I, I would have a feast i would have my rabbit feast all right let's see let's see go let's see moving on uh we have a question from chris and i love this question because i'm currently wearing a shirt you know that's uh i'm currently wearing my uh, nba jam shirt you're in the bubble with the Mavs hanging out with Luca at the lounge. He asked you to play a game of the original 1993 NBA Jam. What team slash duo are y'all picking? So I just sent a link to you guys that has the list of all the teams that were there. Oh, I don't even look at it. I got this down. <laughs> so, because uh, I don't remember who the fuck was all on this one. But um, I've got two. So I would probably, dude, I would probably go with uh I'd probably go with the Orlando Magic, dude. Shaq and Scott Skiles. That's pretty good. Uh, he did. Uh, I will say. So for me, my anytime I'm in ninety, the ninety three, ninety five, anywhere close to that, and like obviously the Bulls aren't available. Uh, I gotta go Seattle SuperSonics. I gotta go Sean Kemp. Oh shrimp. Because like yeah. you got you got the range of deadlift shrimp, but you. I mean, is there anyone better at dunking in the nineties than Chuck? He's he's the Blake Griffin of the nineties. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, nine kids from nine different moms. Um, it's a record. It's, 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 it's a record, record. It's too bad. <laughs> I, I, my, one of my favorite jokes of all time is Bill Simmons in the book of basketball. He goes, it's a real shame he didn't have 10 for 10 because then he'd have a double-double. God. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you got, Grant? What do you think? Um, so, I don't know I sent anything the about the NBA Jam. Yeah, I'm reading it. I The most interesting one to me, just because I never got to play 2K with this dude, would definitely be uh, the Nets with Coleman and Petro. Would be, that would be a ton of fun. That would be use, fun. Probably for me. But they do make a good case for uh, for the Pacers in the article. Yeah, they really do. But again, I think that guy's a Pacers fan. I <laughs> uh, uh, see. You made, sorry. That's why that part was a long shot of all of them. Like, I don't remember if I've seen Reggie Miller dunk before, though. I know. That's why I was like, I don't... Yeah. But, all right, let's see. I'm like, that team has great fundamentals like every Indiana Pacers team ever. Like, well, I said for guess Ron Artest. <laughs> it says he like, has highlight reel slams and is deadly from three. I mean, he... 
You definitely I've never seen him dunk though. Curry. I know yeah. that's what I'm saying. I've never that's, seen him dunk ever. Yeah, when I think of like who's some of the greatest dunkers, I don't think of Skeletor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, last question for for us today, guys. This comes from AJ Stamps. He asks, "You have to make a buddy cop movie starring the 2020 Mavs. Who do you choose to be your two stars? Who plays the captain? What other roles would you make the rest of the team? Hard mode." You can't have Boban playing every role, even though that's clearly the correct answer. That is the correct answer. But, uh, you know, uh, for the sake of it, I think the two stars have to be Dwight and Maxi at this point, just kind of okay. seeing, like, their interactions through the bubble. I think it would be, I think for me, like, it would be hilarious. Like, I think Maxi would take things a little bit more seriously when it comes to, like, like, trying to take the bad guys down. But I think Dwight would be a perfect comedic timing dude. The captain... So the captain, I was thinking Rick. I think Rick would, but I want to go with the players. Sure. So with, I would think it'd probably be JJ. He's like the old guy on the team. He's old guy, been around the block, the veteran. Like, I can see him definitely like barking orders. Like he's barked orders probably like on the court and like off the court being like, hey guys, like get this shit done like right now. <laughs> like this guy <laughs> needs to be arrested in the next like 24 hours or something like that, you know? I've had it up to here with you, Ellie yeah. Dunks. I don't know why I made him. I don't know why I made him a New Yorker. But it's uh for other roles, dude. I don't know. Like, uh, I think Boban would just be like a guy, like like a detective, like in the corner, just like typing away, and just like he'd be like one of those characters where you'd have to like look out for him because he would just do silly stuff. I mean, um, Boban really- is Groot. Like he's Boban just, is Groot. <laughs> he doesn't have to do much, but God, is he great! Exactly. Um, I can't think of any other roles, though. I think right for now. me, if we're going 2020 Mavs, not necessarily bubble Mavs, I just think it would be great if we had Willie Cauley-Stein and Michael Kidd, Gr- uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist and just call it two hyphens. Um, <laughs> um, so you got Michael Kidd Gilchrist. You know, he's he's been around for a little bit. You know, he's found his niche. You know, he's not the best cop, but, you know, he's a, he's, he's been – protecting and serving for long enough to be respectful and he kind of knows the game and they got Willie Akali Stein that's just flying off the handle not really <laughs> sure where he needs to be <laughs> maybe not showing up for work you know he's a real wild card and I think that's what makes a great buddy cop movie and I mean at that point if you got Willie Akali Stein it's just like I didn't even know you guys were on the force but you know <laughs> you're gonna be up to your eyeballs and paperwork and I, I just think Daryl Armstrong would be the perfect captain. Uh, yeah, because you know, he, he'd be, he'd be, uh, you know, I'm gonna have your ass for breakfast. Like he's got to be the guy that is just <laughs> yelling and just chewing every dude's ass out. Oh, that's great! Um, I love practice. it. Yeah, like I think Daryl Armstrong, he just seems like one of the most intense dudes ever, and that's why I love him. I'm, I, I think he is an underrated point guard for his, especially since like I don't know if he went to a D1 school. He's one of those guys that like bounced around. I think he did like. Uh, European ball at one point and then got a shot and then he was like a starter for the the Orlando Magic at some point he was insane or maybe he went to Bama I can't remember he didn't go to I believe you're correct yeah no I can't remember but I'm looking it up right now let's see he was like a walk-on he didn't get drafted Um, he went to Fayetteville State oh yeah so so I was right there so and then undrafted Alabama would be Avery Johnson I'm thinking of another short basketball and then undrafted and then undrafted in 91 and then didn't play for the NBA until 95 but he played in like Europe and some other places he's got a fascinating story so it's just like that would make the perfect buddy cop captain just like you don't know what I've seen (laughs) 
you know, that dark. You don't know who I've dribbled against. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, uh, that's going to wrap it up for uh, questions this week. So those are really good questions. Thank Ryan. you so much, listeners. The more ridiculous the questions can get, the better. I like that we have a good group of people that are doing both serious basketball questions that deserve some attention, as well as James. Yes. Yeah, James, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so cool. Well, guys, uh, this has been the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. Uh, something that just want to give uh, guys just a heads up. Like we do plan on changing the logo uh, soon. We're kind of doing some rebranding stuff. Uh, we'll also uh, we're looking to actually focus a little bit more beer on the uh, on the broadcast. So uh, yep. if you guys could uh, just mention us, mention us. Tell you what, uh, take a picture of your favorite uh, local local brewery and post a picture of it. Tag us in it. We're at the MFFLs. Um, so, or wait, at MFFLs or at the underscore MFFLs. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. See, this is why we have Grant here, the fact checker, lurking in the darkness, in our thoughts, in our hearts. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much. Uh, for Ruben, uh, I've been Don Denham. You guys have a great day. Bye, guys. Bye, Mavericks, aka Ruben Tomas, here. Um, so. I lied. Uh, we do have a little bit more to this podcast. Um, we had recorded another fan pod uh, recently. Well, not recently, a while back with my friend Mastin on Twitter. Um, and, uh, you know, we just talk about stuff, talk about uh, NBA stuff. Um, it might be a little outdated because we did record this uh, when I don't believe we knew that the NBA was coming back yet. So hope you guys enjoy it. Um, going forward, we're going to kind of change the format a little bit on these. Um, we are going to uh, probably include you guys actually in our live recordings. So, you know, with the group basically. Um, so if you're one of the guys who contacted me beforehand, um, just look out for something like that. Um, if you'd like to come on or even come on again, um, again, contact me on Twitter. <laughs> so I uh, hope you guys enjoy and uh, you guys have a very good week. Hey guys, welcome to another special fan edition of Hoops and Hefeweizens. I'm Ruben, and today I am joined by my friend Mastin. How you doing, man? Hey, good, good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, uh, at the time of this recording, we are, you know, COVID is still going on. Basketball's bat, not back quite yet. Um, there's been some news about, you know, they're starting to get things, you know, geared up for uh, for Disney, which is cool, but... As of right now, no basketball. There's only really Bundesliga soccer, and then there's also Korean baseball, if you guys are into that. Oh. Um, yeah, it's been pretty interesting. I have a Bundesliga team, so it's cool. And a Korean <laughs> bas- baseball team. But, uh, you know, it's all it's kind of what we're doing right now. And um, so what do you, how have you been, man? I, I've been good. The, since the basketball's been off, I've, I've had my hands full. My wife and I were actually having – we're in the hospital having our third child. Oh, um, congrats, dude. Right, right, thank you, thank you. Right whenever all this was going down. So we had, uh, I think the very last game the Mavs played, I was sitting in the hospital with a with a five-hour-old baby. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's so that's, so, so we've been, we, were, we were loosely prepared to quarantine ourselves anyway just because we got a newborn. And yeah. then it turned, and that, that was, <laughs> that seems like forever ago now. Yeah, dude, it's been a it's been a wild, you know, this these past couple months, man. Like, 
with no basketball on it's been kind of weird to me like because again like i run a twitter account that's very mouse specific and uh well kind of mouse specific i've loosened up the chains a little bit since i took over <laughs> but you know like it's like okay like what am i gonna tweet out today oh okay nothing okay <laughs> like i've seen a tweet yeah. you know, it's, it's bad that, that that was the kind of like whenever we were getting ready to leave the hospital or before we went into the hospital i was like all right i'll have uh, lots of basketball to watch i can catch up on this and catch up on that and it's all gone away. Yeah, it's it's terrible, man. But you know, yeah. it, you know, it's necessary right now. So I can't complain too much because you know, it yeah, what it is. Um, it, it it allows everybody to rage on the Dak Prescott contract situation. God damn it! I don't even <laughs> want to get into that. <laughs> it's like I got I see enough shit about you know basketball on my timeline. I'm just like, no, I don't want to even want to think about that stuff. Yeah, but um, the. Uh, Yesterday, my, 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 my newborn was wearing a Dallas Cowboys onesie and had a huge poop blowout ah. right when I was right when I was reading about some Dak Prescott stuff. I was like, ah, that's uh, that's fitting. Yeah, that's a sign. You know, just yeah. like, it is what it is. Um, and now there's a big poop stain on it, and it's got to be thrown away. Oh, man. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So but he, he, he's kept it. We got him. We got him a Dallas Mavericks one for a three-month Dallas Mavericks one in preparation for the, and for for a, a deep playoff push. Um, he oh, wears yeah. it all the time, but obviously no playoff push. Yeah, not yet, but hopefully, you know, hopefully soon. Hopefully, in yeah. July, but we'll see something. Yeah. Um. So, what have you been doing? Like, as you're just kind of waiting for you know, basketball to come or sports in general, or even like just yeah. Well, I, I guess it's a blessing and a curse. I've had the, the newborn to take care of. Um, and then another another side wind was my job was a, was a victim of COVID. So I, oh, I went on un, unemployment. I went through the job search. Um, finally got a new job. So that, at least that part's over. Oh, that's good. So there's, there's been a lot to do um, in, during this quarantine. And unfortunately, no real sports entertainment to kind of soften the blows or or kind of get through the boring part yeah man like so i know like uh taiwan was playing basketball like their final their finals were already done like a month ago so i watched that and i was like okay cool like <laughs> there's nothing else new like you know they just ended their season because yeah like, there's a champion now so uh, at least it didn't just end with nothing <laughs> yeah true like at least like we had i saw a champion which was kind of cool um you know yeah watch uh, I would wake up at like five in the morning, you know, and just do that. And like, I don't have a kid, you, like I don't have a kid, that's, so I don't, you know, my five o'clock in the morning is dedication. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, I don't have a kid. I don't have like, my job is all from home now. So it's kind of like, okay, cool. Like, you know, um, so doing that, get up, watch some sports, take a morning nap. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. You know, get up, you know, do that. And then study. Cause I have to say for some, uh, some exams for, uh, for teaching stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. I would just do that. Like literally my day has been my day kind of now, like I'm not too big into Korean baseball just cause it's not <laughs> the Rangers or whatever, but right. <laughs> you know, like I'll get up, like I'll, if I wake up early enough, like I'll catch like the end of it. Like I'll wake up at like six, maybe watch the end of that. Like the last like two or three innings, watch that. And then, yeah. Um, you know, do a little bit of work on my computer, uh, then take a nap. <laughs> and then study and then do a little bit more work and then that's my day you know like it's, it's weird like it's it's totally been weird yeah it's a uh, and as soon as we get used to it hopefully things will start opening back up 
yeah, safely too. Cause you know, I know, yeah. you know, I don't know where you're at, you know, but here in Dallas, like we're, well, I'm living mesquite. So it's like, luckily mesquite's been pretty like proactive about, Hey, like we're still keeping things shut down. Like, yeah. you know, we're not like, we're not out of the clear quite yet. So, but getting close. Yeah. yeah I think I'm down. I think we're getting close. So I'm, I'm down in Austin and Austin shut down. Uh, um, yeah. A little, a little early because we had South by South coming, South by Southwest coming by in March, yeah. And they shut that down in early March, which was huge for the city. Um, so yeah, we've been we've been kind of shelter in place and stuck at home for a long time, and it's t- it's weird being down here too because I don't get. Uh, I grew up around the Dallas area, so Mavericks, Rangers, Cowboys, the Stars—they're all in my wheelhouse, and I don't get much news down here. So it's been. Um, it's been weird. It's been oh, yeah. weird. I luck- luckily my brother lives up there, so I was able to steal his uh, TV login and watch the replay of the finals. That's good. So yeah. I was able to enjoy that. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. I was about to ask you actually. Um. So how'd you become a Mavs fan? Just like just living up here or what? Yeah. So so I I grew up over in East Texas. Um. And right about the time I was graduating high school is when Cuban was buying the team and, and Dirk was coming over. So we've, we had, the Mavericks had gone through several years of really bad basketball. So there's kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. So a bunch of my friends and everything, we graduated high school. We were all dirt poor. So some of us uh, rented a house, no cable. All we had was basic TV. And after every night working in a restaurant or a bar or whatever, we'd get a bunch of illegal booze and, go and watch some games and, and drink. Awesome. <laughs> and, 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 and that's how it happened. Like, like that group of friends, there's probably 10 of us. Wow. Um, yeah. and it was in the early 2000s. So like, you know, right when Finley was in there and Dirk was young and Nash was over and so super exciting. Um, so yeah, we all started watching. We became close friends We lived through the playoffs and died every playoff season. It seemed like, yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, that's how that's how we kind of we we all became big fans during that just because it was something it was something that we could do and enjoy while not having to spend any money. Yeah. And then now here we are. Now I spend money on buying tickets to the games. And yeah. Stuff. Or well, I used to. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Well, I don't know if it's happening. If, if the games are happening in Florida, we probably won't be able to go out there. But you know. Like... <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go out when Luca's ready to win the win the finals for us. Oh, dude, I'm so excited for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, so the last game I went to was the was was Dirk's final year. Uh, um, we 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 went luckily down here in Austin. We were able to go to the San Antonio game. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. So that was I I I had a feeling um, probably December of last or a couple of years ago. Now I was like Dirk's last game is going to be in San Antonio. I got to get good tickets now. So yeah. I did, and they were cheap. Because nobody, the Spurs fans didn't care yeah. at the time, so uh, we got we were probably fifth row back. Wow! Um, so we we got to see we got to see the whole game, shoot around. Um, Holger was there. I went to go shake his hand, say hi to him. That was super awesome. Wow, that's um, awesome, dude. Yeah, that was it. Was it was pretty exciting? It's awesome, man. Uh, so, um, what is your favorite memory then? You're kind of going to you're kind of already like going across, you know. <laughs> uh my my favorite i mean 2011 obviously yeah uh especially after the the horribleness of 06 um but yeah 11's gotta be it's gotta be it there i mean there's a lot of good playoff runs i think probably outside of 2011 would probably be when this 
the Mavericks beat the Spurs in 06. Yes. That felt like such a mountain to climb. Oh, yeah. And they, and they did it. And it made me extra happy that <laughs> Manu fouled Dirk. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just, yes, God. That, that, was, that, was, that was such a great moment. <laughs> it's like people complain about Harden, but goddamn Manu. So, oh, that guy. That guy, I would, I would love him to be on my team, but man. Yeah, when you're playing so against many, him, it's like, no, dude, I hate that much. Yeah. So much heartbreak to the Spurs he was <laughs> in, the, probably, in the early 2000s. He was probably the first player where I was like, I hate this guy. Like, yeah. you know, I was just like, I hate this dude, man. Why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, and it's constant. Yeah. Well, that, that and Duncan. If Duncan wasn't such a nice guy, he would be great to hate. Oh, he's yeah. so good. Yeah. And he destroyed the Mavericks every year. Yeah, I could never but, hate uh, him, though. I just couldn't do it. It's like, he's too nice, like, just yeah. too chill. Like, I was like... Just goes out there, yeah, with like, just, like he, stoic, you know, and yeah, yeah. he seems like somebody you you wake up in the morning, have a cup of coffee with, and talk, yeah, and talk know. about life, yeah, or whatever. I think he's like into World of Warcraft and all that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what has been your favorite moment uh, for this season that's currently maybe going to happen again? Oh, uh, just the excitement, finally excitement again. Um, there's so many good, like just watching Luca play and the team chemistry and, uh, Jalen coming, kind of coming out of nowhere. I wasn't really expecting much from him when we drafted him just because we seem so deep in that position already, yeah. but, uh, he's, he's really come alive and kind of thinking of him in a, in that JJ Barea role in a couple of years is, oh, yeah. is, is pretty exciting. I want him to really torch LeBron and, and Davis. Um, in the Lakers, uh, sometime great. soon. That'd be so great. Just <laughs> yeah, <seeing> it would. <laughs> It'd be like a repeat of eleven, except for obviously they're in Lake the Lakers yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, against LeBron. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love that. Yeah, <laughs> just beat them again. Um. So what's your uh, what's your outlook on the team? Uh, I, I mean, the sky's the limit. Like, uh, as long as we can keep the pieces together, and I think Cuban has been very vocal about the mistakes he's made with with letting Nash walk. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty sure he's wanting to keep this squad together. And I mean, I think every year I've loved the Dallas Mavericks squad, even when it's been somebody like OJ Mayo on the team. Um, so even when it's a little bit hard to like them, they're, they're, they're always fun to watch and there's a fun oh, yeah. team to, to, to root for. Yeah. I'm they right. always make it interesting. Dirk, Dirk at least always held everything together, no matter what was happening year after year. Oh yeah. Um, so the outlook this year, I mean, once they, I mean, I was going to say once Luca has a few more years under his belt, but he's already been a pro for five, six years. Yeah, he's already since he was sixteen. So it's you know, <laughs> it's crazy. It's I couldn't imagine, it. couldn't imagine having that kind of dedication at sixteen. I mean, European, you know, sports are just different. I guess you know, like yeah, their academies <laughs> and stuff. Like they're still doing school stuff, but you know, they're doing after yeah. schools like they go straight to whatever you know in Spain. Yeah. And stuff, Man, he, here after school, it's go behind the dumpster and try to find some a six pack of beer behind somebody's <laughs> truck. <laughs> but right. uh, no, the, yeah, the sky, sky's the limits is, uh, with this squad. Um, hold it together, get a few more pieces, maybe get a few more uh, uh, games to build that chemistry out. Yeah, and well, uh, right. and man, they're gonna they're gonna be dangerous. They're gonna be dangerous. All right, so one of the big things that we do with the podcast is that we constantly take questions from the audience, right? It's just what we do. Mm. Um, I like thinking that we're like the podcast of the people because 
we're constantly asking <laughs> you guys to ask us questions about whatever. <laughs> like, uh, so I picked a few questions. Um, some Mavs related, some not. Um, Better not be calculus. No, it's not calculus. I, I looked at it. I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. So you know, it's been years since I've done it. But uh, so uh, I have a couple questions I pulled out just randomly. Um, so the first one is from Trey Rodon. He says, "How much longer until we make contact with aliens?" <laughs> Negative fifty years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we just we just don't know it because we're just the peons. I'm sure it's happened. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, you know, I looked at this question. And I was like, yeah, like either they already have or they don't care enough to make any contact with us. So, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, they probably came down and saw and was like, you know what? We'll, we'll just leave these guys alone. Exactly. They'll take, they'll take care of Earth themselves. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's uh, and I, it's, that's been something that I always read articles on, like when the, uh, what the the government released. Oh um, yes, yes, that the Air Force stuff about. A UFO. They they, yeah. they they conveniently released that right in the middle of the pandemic. That way, everybody ignored it. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're sure the government is keeping something from us, but yeah, they have they're, to. They're, they're something. Yeah. All right. So the next one is from Tyler Mavericks. He asks, other than obvious players like Rondo, who is your least favorite Ugh. Maverick of all time? Oh. Ooh, I don't know. Rondo has such a he holds that spot so greatly in hatred, which is weird. When that trade happened, I was so stoked. I was like, Rondo's going to come over here, shut down everybody deep with his defense, oh yeah, and then kind of facilitate. And that <laughs> clearly did not happen. Um, outside of Rondo, though, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's probably some bench player guy that I didn't really think of that much. It seems to be, yeah. It seems like either, like, it's, like, obviously guys, like, you know, Lamar Odom's thing was totally messed up. Oh, yeah. In retrospect. Derek, like, you know. Derek Fisher. I think Derek Fisher's, <laughs> a, Derek Fisher's a good one, you know? He, Fisher, Lamar, and uh, Rondo. Yeah, all those guys. So those Rondo. Are, those are. So Rondo yeah, had one, and then you got Derek at the two, and then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It went. When it when we were in the middle of the uh, early two thousands, I really hated Eric Dampier just Me because too, I felt dude. like I, I was so I, I don't know why cause, just because he was getting so much money and not producing it felt like it's so weird it felt, yeah it felt like if we just had a bigger anchor down in the bottom like Tyson Chandler yeah. then uh, that we would have been able to get over the hump and Eric Dampier just took so much money and just never did anything really did yeah. I, and then and then i felt i immediately felt bad for him in an 11 whenever he was on the heat yeah yeah <laughs> and, and then we went in there and beat him on his court that's always like such a fun like little like and like little like footnote you know it's a it's a good yeah. question you know like yeah it really is <laughs> did, i don't I'll did, know the answer forever so d- didn't he try to go part he went to go party with the mavericks after they won and the heat fans were not uh, not yeah. not a fan of yeah, that yeah i'm sure they weren't all right let's but, see next question comes from my friend she's a maverick and she asks what is your favorite dessert oh trace leches oh okay so good so good i had i had a friend that could make some homemade tres leches cake it was so good i don't think there i don't think i've ever had any of this good as she's made it but wow 
it's it's still it's up there. It's good. All right, that's good. That's a good question. Now I'm hungry. Thanks. I know. I know. I've never asked. Him. I'm like, oh yeah, I should go get dessert or something. <laughs> okay. So next question. Well, oh, sorry. What? No, no, you're good. So next question. I'm gonna add a caveat to it because I already know the answer. Everyone, well, I already know the answer to this one. So, okay, Luis Fer asks. If you could add a Mavs player of the past to this team, who would it be? And it cannot be Dirk. Hmm. Uh, Matrix. Oh, that, that's uh, my choice. I have my it wasn't. Okay, let me let me pick a different one then. <laughs> uh, Josh Howard, but after like when he like before the whole marijuana shut down. I, I wish Josh Howard was, was, was a little more locked in when he was here. Cause yeah. he was exciting to watch too. He was a good pairing with, with Dirk. Um, so that would, that would've been a good, of course, Jason Terry too. That'd be a good, God, that's a hard question. Yeah. That's a good question. Though. So, like, <laughs> I keep throwing in the rotation every single time. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good one. Cause there's so many, there's so many good players that are, that are fan favorites. Uh, we could, all, uh, could the accountant, would he count? Can you bring him back? Uh, Technically, yeah, he's not on the back. squad. You can bring him back. That's fine with me. You know? <laughs> we need a guy that will take you know take charges. You know, yeah, exactly. So, play a little dirty when need when need be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a, uh, yeah. That's a that's a that's a tough one because there's so many good classics. Oh yeah, Finley. Of course, Finley's still he's on the he's on the. Uh, he's still with the the Mavericks, just not a player. Yeah. What, what is his position? Um, VP of operations. Yeah, or something. something. Yeah, he's pretty high up there. You guys gain those checks, yeah. so good for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah. last question I have is from um, Hoops. There it is. They ask if you were forced to get a Dallas Mavericks theme tattoo after recording the podcast, what would you get? Uh, I don't know. A giant Dirk face on my back? Is that too, is that too weird? <laughs> no, dude, you can have whatever you want. It's your body. <laughs> uh, yeah, or or uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd probably just go. I'd keep it simple and just do a good logo somewhere. But I would like to think that I would be cool enough that I could pull off a giant Dirk face on my back. But I don't know that. I don't know that I could. Like for me, like so, I have I have a couple of tattoos that are like very um. Like low profile, uh, black and white, or black, you know, just black ink. Yeah. Um, you know, lines basically, and uh, so for me, I just I would probably get um forty one, like you know the in the way That's that nice. in the way that he writes it out, you know. Something oh yeah. Like that. You know something like that, or um, maybe like his even signature, even you know. That's something. a little bit more classy than a giant dirt face. <laughs> Just a little bit, but you know, everybody has everybody has different tastes. So, you know. <laughs> I you got if you're if you're gonna go ridiculous, I'm going all out. Oh yeah, it's a good, it's <laughs> a good outlook. And yeah. um, so that's it, man. That's uh, those are all the questions I had for you today. I appreciate you for coming on, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the invite. Uh, super stoked to be uh, to be a fan. Excited to see where the season leads if it goes anywhere from here who knows yeah um and then super stoked for the next few years as they just continue to grow and dominate the league and luca takes over the the dirk mantle and we become champions again yeah yeah it'll be exciting
All right. So with that, and, th- and, and, and thank you guys for for because I'm way down here in Austin. I don't I don't get a lot of the 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 radio news, the TV news. Everybody down here is Spurs or Rockets yeah. fans. So so if it wasn't for you guys on Twitter constantly talking about the Mavs and, the, and what's going on, I wouldn't have anything. So thank you. <laughs> no problem. Leading that charge. <laughs> All right, guys. So with that, that'll wrap it up for today. I'll see you guys later.